0: Welcome to the Fitmon Life to the Fullest podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hello, everybody. Thanks for being here. My name is Brittany. I'm excited to chat with you today. I run Fullest.com, a Catholic wife and mom of two boys, and one little mystery baby on the way. We will be finding out pretty soon, which is exciting. Um, and I've been at this fitness thing for a long time. I used to train in person and now ever since having the boys, I have kind of transferred to the online space and I've worked with tons of people and tons of different clients, males, females, but I really enjoy and really honed in on working with probably people just like you listening who are hopefully just like you who are um, young about to be moms or are moms and that age and demographic because having worked with so many different people, I worked with a lot of moms who were five kids deep and or their last baby was 15 years ago and they were struggling to lose the baby weight and kind of had to reverse engineer it all, kind of do it backwards or, or people who have teenagers who are now trying to switch to getting the whole family to eating healthy and it's a lot more of a struggle. So I really enjoy getting to the front of the game. I work, you know, again, with everybody and I can appreciate that. There's things that I'm trying to learn and improve on now that, you know, when I do have teenagers and things like that, I'll probably look back and be like, oh, I wish I had switched to cleaner products in my house when you guys were kids. But, you know, we can't cover the gamut and everything. But the earlier we can get a health and fitness routine established for ourselves, for our families, I just think the easier it is, you don't have to go backwards. You don't have to Try to introduce these things later so that is the plan and today we are talking about how getting healthy is not hard <laughs> this is probably gonna ruffle some feathers if you clicked on this episode then that's a good sign that you're already kind of with me um I'm definitely of this mindset and I get it I know that my personal best virtue is not compassion <laughs> that is something actually I am one of I have three sisters and our husbands will all joke about. You know, who's the least compassionate Zarnowski sister? (laughs) And that's not a great thing. That's not a great trait. But I know that we all have the personality, and I for sure have the personality of we're a little more like just suck it up, cupcake. I think that's the way we were raised and what we were, you know, grew up hearing is suck it up, cupcake. It's not, you know, I've had sisters who finished their softball games needing stitches, but they finished a softball game and then they went and got stitches. Or, I remember one game that I was crying, having the worst pitching game of my life, and my dad was the coach, if you hadn't guessed that, and walked out and said, "Get through it, like suck it up, I'm not taking you out, so figure it out and I just was begging to be taken out, so that's where I'm coming from a little bit, so I know that has shaped my mentality, but those aren't the people that I really identify with and commiserate with who tell it to you straight, tell it like it is. So if that's not your personality, you're not going to like today. You can turn it off and that's totally fine. I'll catch you next time. But that is, okay, we just make things so much harder than they have to be. And we hear that as getting healthy so hard. It's just hard to lose weight. It's hard to drink water. It's the act, the actions themselves are not hard. They are not, Physically demanding necessarily. They are not, they're not in the same bracket as going through actual difficulties that we cannot control. Okay. So that is what I mean by getting healthy is not hard. It's systematic. It's just like anything else. Getting out of debt is not hard. You follow the plan, you get out of debt. Doing the little day to day things, working extra hours, making sacrifices in your budget, whatever, that can be difficult. It can be challenging. It can, make you want to quit all of those things. I think getting healthy is the same way, right? It's not hard to do if you follow the the plan. It's hard to implement the plan, I think is the the plan itself is not rocket science, <laughs> okay? So first of all, there's that. but then also, we need to put it in its proper place. it's it's just having that perspective on there are things that are truly grueling and hard. I look at I'm a sucker for those Facebook clicks of terrible stories of families that have lost a child or I just saw one yesterday of a family of I believe six whose the mother died in a tragic accident and like those things are legitimately hard. Those are legitimate tragedies that family is going through that that is hard. Okay. Cancer is hard. There, Melissa Hartwig says that a lot too. That's not my own personal thing. She's the founder of Whole 30, and she'll say, Cancer is hard. Eating healthy is not hard. And it's true. I mean, we just need to have that perspective going into it. Yes, it's okay to struggle, it's okay to find it challenging, find it difficult, but have that perspective on it. It is not necessarily hard and it's not the same thing as watching someone you love go through an illness. This is something that is in our control. That's the big difference as well. There's plenty of hard, horrible things that we cannot control. Our health is in our control and this is this is the mentality you have to adopt or it's not going to work for you. This is the, where I see the difference between the clients who are going to do well and the clients who are not because the clients who are not come back to me week after week saying, well, I was going to meal prep on the weekend, but my one kid was sick and my husband bought the wrong chicken and my plans are always derailed and poor me. And then the next week it's something else. I was going to do my workouts, but my, this happened and whatever. Okay. Sometimes there are those weeks where things happen and it's not our best week. And some of those times, like those things are legitimate. I get it. I've done a grocery pickup and they don't have a key thing that I need. Like those things actually happen, but it's, do you figure out a way around it or do you just sit in that and let it be your your excuse? That is the difference. You either figure it out and work with what you've got, or you sit there and let every excuse, you know, be the one that you're going to take. And your excuses are not helping you. That's what we need to think about. Who feels better about that? Do you, We do. It's, I, we need to look at like brain studies for that because I'm sure we get some kind of dopamine or so, some feel-good chemical to the brain when we make an excuse and take it or something that we at least have a reason that we didn't achieve what we wanted to achieve. But at the end of the day, you're still miserable about something. If someone has come to me to work with me to get in shape, to get healthier, Whatever the reasons are, it's usually because they're not, maybe not miserable, but they are not perfectly happy with where they are, right? I don't have many, if any, (laughs) clients who have come to me and said, Brittany, I just really want to maintain. So let's work together. That's not the gist. Usually it's somebody who wants to maybe put on muscle, learn more about nutrition. It's not necessarily always fat loss, right? But they want to grow in some way. So usually people are coming to me who want to change in some way, right? So By you just reporting to me week after week how it all went wrong because of X, you might feel more justified in answering that to me, but it sure as heck is not changing your body and not getting you towards your goals. So in effect, it's helping none of us. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I think what we really need to do to help encourage us, again, the, the number one question I get is how do you stay motivated? This is how you stay motivated. Look at people who are actually doing it instead of commiserating with the people who are failing at it. Think about that. I'll say it again. Look at the people who are doing it instead of commiserating with the people who are failing at it. This is like one of the most common things in our culture and in our society is whatever the topic is. Workouts. Um, <laughs> I can't think of anything else to compare it to now, but something that cleaning. cleaning's is another one where we like to get in groups of women and then talk about how we're all not doing it. Oh, I know. I tried to do that too and it didn't work for me and blah, blah, blah. And I just like cake. So I couldn't do keto and da, 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 whatever. Oh yeah. I, oh my gosh, you should see my laundry pile. My laundry is ridiculous. You know, it's this, we like to commiserate with each other and help us feel better about it. So instead of that, and actually I need to pull it up because there was a, I'm reading the book of wisdom right now when I read scripture in the morning and I love wisdom and I love Proverbs because it's all just so cut and dry. It's so directly relatable to what we are doing right now in our lives. It's not difficult to understand. You don't really need to know the context of history. It's not like the gospels and things like that, where you need to know what the eye of the needle was and all that, but it's just very point blank. Actually, here it is. It was, uh, wisdom chapter 37. I just read it the other morning. I'm only, I only read chapter 38 today. So I came across it. It was like, exactly there, boom. Like we're not inventing this stuff. This is from scripture. It says, uh, chapter 37, verse 11. Seek no advice from a woman about her rival, from a coward about war, from a merchant about business, from a buyer about value, from a miser about generosity, from a cruel person about well-being, from a worthless worker about his work, from a seasonal laborer about the harvest, from an idle slave about a great task. Pay no attention to the advice they give. Then it goes on to say, instead, associate with a religious person who you know keeps the commandments, who is like-minded with yourself, and will grieve for you if you fall. Okay, they're obviously talking about spiritually, that you should not go seeking advice from the idolater, (laughs) idolater, I think I was going to combine idolatry and adulterer, but either way, don't, you know, that's not who you're seeking advice from don't go seek advice from a thief, all of those things. If you are a religious person, don't go seek advice from someone who's actively not living a virtuous life, right? Who you, who very plainly sins for all to see, right? But in the same way, don't go to someone who is not living the life you want for advice. Don't go to someone who's been struggling with their weight and ask what their new diet fad is that they're trying. It's they're, they clearly have not mastered it, so look at people who are doing what you want to do and figure out how they did it. I do this so much with everything with I just was asking uh, actually the students that I teach I teach a middle school theology class and the, uh, one of them was talking about how the kids in the house were napping. And I was like, oh, how old's the oldest sibling you have napping?" And then we started talking about that for a second. It was before class had started. Because that is always something I want to know. I always want to know, and I'll ask my sisters, I'll ask their friends with older kids, like, when do you cut off nap? Do you do quiet time in their room or downstairs in the living room? You know, I'm always trying to find out what other people are doing, see what I think works best so I can try it out as well. But I'm not going to ask the person with super unruly children what they do for obedience, right? (laughs) Hey, how do you handle disobedience and... You know, get How do you get your kids to listen to you when clearly their kids don't listen to them? So getting healthy is not hard. Bringing it back to that. Look at people who are doing it, who have a lot going on, who have difficult lives, but are still doing it. I just had a client yesterday email me who said, oh yeah, I've been rocking the morning workouts. You know, I just took a lot of dedication. I had to start getting up at 4.15. 4.15. She's getting up at 4.15 doing her workouts, but guess what? She's doing them. And I'm sure she's going to bed earlier, which I always advise. I just advised another client of that yesterday who tends to snack late at night and has trouble sleeping and all these other things. That's a whole side note. But I think in general, again, the most productive people, the most successful people, I've talked about that before, do go to bed relatively earlier and wake up earlier. Maybe not 4.15, but anyway, this client was still finding a way to get it done. Hopefully, again, sleep is important. She was going to bed earlier to match that. But this is what I'm talking about. Somebody's doing it. Somebody has just as busy a schedule, as full of schedule as you. They are doing it. And it's not that you need to wake up every day at 4, 15, six days a week to get fit. You just need to do what you need to do. <laughs> you need to do what works for you. Maybe it's 15 minute workout in your kitchen while your kids are running around while you have dinner on the stove or in the oven. I've done that plenty of times. You just need to find a way to make it work. You're always going to have an excuse in one hand that you could pull out and you always can have a way that you could have made something work in the other hand. It might not have been the ideal thing. That's another one that I hear all the time It's like, well, I had this great routine when I just had one kid and now I have two. So now that went to the toilet. Okay, great. Well, now you have two kids. So what can your routine be with two kids? Same thing for, yeah, I loved when I was single and drove to the gym and could be at the gym for two hours and no one cared. I could take all the time in the world that I wanted and plug in my headphones and it was quiet and all of that and drive home. Guess what? I can't do that anymore. And yes, maybe some of you listening are like, well, you could find a way to do that. I could try and I could take away from my family life and all the things, but my priorities are that I want to be around my kids the maximum amount of time. I want to be, I don't want my husband to come home from work where I would see him for two hours a day with the kids. And those are the two hours I choose to leave the house and go take mommy time and whatnot. So that's just not us. That's not my life. That's not what we want as a family. It doesn't fit in with our family mission. So no, I'm going to do it at home. But the point is you just have to figure it out. You either can say, this is too hard. I can't do it right now. I have two kids, one on the way it's going to be an adjustment when we have that third baby. I'm going to have three kids under four and that's a lot. (laughs) Okay. I said, my niece asked me the other day if we were getting a dog and I said, I don't think I need another person's poop to pick up after. So (laughs) at this phase of my life and no, we don't have dogs. Um, but I'm going to have to figure it out then. I cannot just throw my hands up and say, well, I had it down when it was two babies, but now with three, I just, it just pulls me out of the game. And the reason why I won't do that is because I know the benefit. I know the benefit of staying at a healthy weight, of feeling my best, having energy with my husband, with my kids, all of those things. So it is too much of a priority to me to let it go. And it, that's what it comes down to. It's not hard, but it has to be enough of a priority to you To make it work, to figure it out, it has to be, you would not just not shower for a week and say, well, it just didn't happen this week. This week was too crazy. You're going to figure it out, okay? Again, there's plenty of things that we really cannot control. There's plenty of really tragic, upsetting things in the world. Your health doesn't need to be one of them. So you just need to stop being a martyr. Do what you need to do. Communicate with your husband. Ask your husband for the things you need or if you are single, like, figure out your schedule so that you can work things out better and squeeze in some time for yourself to get your workout in there. I was just talking to a client this week too. We, we sometimes just can't, I think when we are so deep in the rabbit hole, of not being able to see the light at the end of the tunnel, we can't figure out a way out. And that's where I think it is helpful. Again, like I said, talk, being around people who are doing it well, not just commiserating with the other people stuck in the hole with you. Because it is true that sometimes you just cannot see out of it. And I know I've been there when I will talk to Ben about something and be like, oh, and I just i am stuck with this. Usually a business thing of I can't get this, you know, should I do this on this platform or this or that? And I'm in the hole and I literally can't see something he'll be like, well, why don't you just try a blank? Or, well, just stop doing blank because that isn't really working. Or he could just offer that really simple advice that sometimes you need that unbiased third party person who's not in it to say. And and sometimes I'm that voice for people. So I get that when a client is saying like, well, there's no possible way. And then I'll say, well, what if you just bring your weights upstairs and do it next to your kid? ah, like <laughs> literally I haven't even thought of that. And that might be it sometimes. Sometimes you just need to look outside it. I hear that a lot with, again, meal prepping or grocery shopping or something. Well, I don't have time to grocery shop or I I just don't have time to make all these different foods, blah, blah, blah. Great. Fine. Sure. I don't do that either. I, I do not at all. However, this is what I just told a client the other day. There are so many things available to us now in the field of groceries and meal prep that you really have to work to find an excuse why it won't work for you. There are places you can go just pick up totally made meals for you, macroed out You know, meal prep services, and that might be the way to go. But even just beyond that, and usually cheaper and even easier, are grocery pickups or even, depends where you are, I guess. I don't know where everybody lives, but Whole Foods is associated with Amazon Prime. I don't shop at Whole Foods a ton. I would love to, but they are pricier on some things. So, you know, some foods are pretty reasonable, but some are a lot more expensive, but they have a free two hour grocery delivery with Prime and there's no service charges or anything else like that. I haven't found them to be super upsold. I only did it once, but it was amazing. I was in a pinch. I wanted some things that were easy grab and go. You can order some deli meats, you can order rotisserie chicken and some wraps and some produce that's all already cut up and cleaned or whatever. If that's the way you need to go that week, it's always going to be a little pricier, but you know, if you're in a pinch and get it sent to your house in two hours, like there's no reason getting healthy is not hard. You can do a 15 minute workout in your kitchen. You can do throw together wraps and salads and easy smoothie breakfasts and things like that, that take all of five minutes to throw together. It's making yourself do it that's hard. It's battling your will. It's finding motivation. Those are the things that are actually the day-to-day challenges. So you need to think about why you're doing it. It needs to be important enough to you that it needs to get done rather than taking the excuse to get out of it. And that's it. Then we just keep doing that. I think a lot of people stop. We stop just short of when we're going to get some momentum and see progress. So pushing through it. And it definitely always helps to have community on your side. It does. When I'm listening to a a religious podcast, it inspires me to pray more and delve more into my spiritual life. When When I'm reading a book on marriage, it inspires me to look for more ways to go out of my way to serve my husband. When I'm listening to a podcast on finance, it makes me want to be more diligent with our budget and stick to our financial goals. Where you are taking in and finding encouragement and being around positive influences, those are the areas you're going to grow. So, this is exactly how listen to this podcast, listen to other podcasts that inspire you to stay healthy. Try to, you know, get together with those friends that are like minded, that are not going to just commiserate with you and. You both can sit and talk about how hard it is for 30 minutes and no one feels better at the end of it. <laughs> All right. Instead, turn this on. Turn something on. Share the podcast with a friend who needs encouragement instead of uh, just belaboring the point for an hour. All right. Uh, I hope this was helpful. I do mean it as a true pep talk. It's that tough love kind of pep talk. So I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you guys next time.